0: No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share their practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career and life satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we are breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch those Sunday blues. Welcome to No More Mondays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. Are you financially ready for your next chapter? Ah, money. Money. It makes the world go round, it's the root of all evil, it doesn't grow on trees, a penny saved is a penny earned. There are never-ending sayings about money, and while some may be true, we also have the ability to change and challenge those sayings and take charge of our financial future regardless of our age. Enter Justin Smith. Justin is a certified financial planner who focuses on helping more seasoned professionals plan for that next chapter. Whether it's deciding to remain on the corporate ladder, stepping out on their own, or the big R, retirement, Justin's got your back, and he is joining me today to share everything he knows about this subject, and I'm sure it's going to be applicable to you regardless of your age or your uh, stage in your professional career. He operates squarely at the intersection of career and money, and y'all know how much I love navigating career crossroads, so this is a very apt discussion And I hope you will help me welcome Justin Smith to the show. Justin, welcome to No More Mondays.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about some things before we started uh, recording that kind of got me excited because uh, Justin literally has a a playbook called Career Crossroads. And I was like, that's funny because the image, the header image on my website says, are you at a career crossroads? And so we're really going to dig into how financial decisions and financial planning can impact that career crossroads, and the choices you have for your left and right-hand turns. But before we do, I think it'd be great to get a little bit of background and learn about you a little bit more. So how did you get into this world of like financial planning, financial services? And also, how did you come to really want to focus on this like pre-retirement niche?
1: Yeah. So my entire career has been in the wealth management and retirement planning and tax planning realm. Uh, I loved my income tax class in in business school, of all things, which to most people is strange, but that was my <laughs> Says favorite Says no thing. one <laughs>
0: ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I got a job with a, a subsidiary of Goldman Sachs, working with uh, C-Sweat executives, doing financial planning and tax work for them. Uh, loved that work, is really interesting to me, helping solve all those dynamic problems. And I've been in that realm ever since. Um, You know, fast forward almost 20 years, uh, I'm still focused on helping executives navigate that transition, like you said, sometimes into retirement, sometimes into semi-retirement, sometimes a pivot, whatever it might be, uh, it's all exciting. I think where we're at now versus 10, 15 years ago is that those departures are a lot more commonplace. It used to be the traditional route was the only route for people, uh, and I get excited to help people navigate what else might be possible aside from work and grind it out till 65 and then stop. There, there are so many more options out there than just that traditional path. So that's what that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me excited is uh, helping explore those other paths that might be available to people. Again, they're usually a little bit scarier. There's a little bit more uncertainty there, but that's where that's where the uh, most interesting opportunities lie as well.
0: Well, I love that you opened this door because I was I wanted to talk about this subject and let's just go right in and talk about it now since since it's here. Because uh, I was I was reading the article that you you wrote. Uh, I think it's titled something like "Rethinking Work in Traditional Retirement," and I 100% agree that we've shifted into a time and place in the professional world where what you know, my parents, baby boomers, knew of work for one company for 30 years, get the pension, you know, retire with that kind of standard, that standard uh, age and everything is has definitely shifted. So I want to know. So let's go into that a little bit more. Tell me more about what you think about the, about how to rethink that traditional uh, retirement. What's your perspective on that?
1: So at its core, when, when I'm talking to people, you know, Generally, this conversation comes up for me with people kind of in their 50s. Uh, they, they're at the top of their game, but they're, they're looking out at the horizon, seeing seeing an endpoint somewhere, or they're seeing other things out there that they're interested in pursuing. Uh, and the one thing that they're not interested in doing is is grinding it out on the traditional path till 65. Uh, they're they're just going to leave too much life on the table. So. What I'm thinking, what I often encourage people to do is think about creating a life that you don't want to retire from. That's really the way to think about it. And that is the biggest eye opener I see for people is that that's the big perspective shift, right? Let's not grind it out so we can get to our ideal future. Let's bring our ideal future forward to today. Find the right mix of life and work and everything else uh, so you can start living your life now. Mm -hmm.
0: And it it might mean you work a little longer than as far as age goes than people traditionally have. Exactly. But it's but you also have to consider you're doing life while you're working instead of just grinding away. And then you finally, you know, go on your worldwide tour at age 65 when your knees are shot and you can't hike the big hills anymore. So it's almost like it's almost like extending the whole timeline, but having a little bit more that kitschy word balance kind of comes in there.
1: Yeah. And what I'm finding is that, you know, successful professionals today aren't interested in full stop. Right. So why why go the traditional path, which is predicated on the big full stop, find a kind of happy medium where you can blur the lines in between life and work. That's where you can kind of squeeze the most out of life.
0: Well, and I think what's interesting, full stop is a great work because I often say I'm like, what am I going to do all day long? Right now, Jim, who's on the other end of this listening, our producer and my husband is like, uh, we're going to go adventuring in the mountains. But I also don't envision ever wanting to like full stop my brain. Right. And I think what's interesting and something I see uh, very commonly is the age group just before who we're talking about now. Right. So these we're you know, we just were talking about these people, 50, 60. Retirement is definitely on the horizon because even if you're not going to come to a full stop, you're probably on like, let's say, the downslope as far as how much longer you're going to work. What I what I see a lot is the group just before that, who's at at the mid-career, who has just crossed that mid-career, middle-age threshold. And all of a sudden they realize they want that. Right? They want to have uh they want change, right? You have you have as much hindsight as you do time ahead of you. And there's kind of this trigger that at this middle point in life, like, man, I don't know if I want to keep doing what I've been doing for 20 years, or if I want to spend the next 20 years doing something that sets me up for not a full stop or sets me up better or is more mission minded or satisfying. Uh, But as we were talking about before, money can be really challenging for those people to have options. So I almost want to explore with you, like, what can somebody at that stage do so that they have good options when they get to 50s and 60s and and want to curate something, you know, really tailored to their lifestyle? Like, what's that mid-career person do to give themselves financial stability with options?
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So this is all fun and games until we throw money into the mix, right? And then uh, then, then everything comes to a screeching halt and we get... It's not so much uh, sunshine and rainbows, but it's, it's down to brass tacks. The, the thing that is important here is that when, you know I've done thousands of retirement projections in my life. Usually the traditional one is, can you, instead of working until 65, can you retire at 62? Or can you t- retire at 60? But again, like we're talking about, professionals uh, these days who are in their 40s and 50s are not necessarily set on stopping full stop. So the math completely changes Mm. if you're willing to work to a certain, to some level, maybe it's 70%, maybe it's 30% or somewhere in between. If you're willing to do that for as long as possible, potentially till you're 70 or beyond, that changes the retirement math dramatically. It's not, I need to get my nest egg to this amount um, by this date, or it all falls apart because you're, you're going to continue to rely primarily on your earnings for a longer period of time, which means means you need less time relying solely on that nest egg. Another thing I tell people is that you may have done a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of your retirement savings in your 20s and 30s and 40s. If you can find something where you can downshift to just maintenance mode, mm. maybe maybe the kids are out of the house or getting close to it, Maybe the mortgage is paid off, or you're getting close to it. And maybe you've done a really good job creating a base in your retirement accounts that you can now comfortably shift into a much lower level because all of those obligations, the education funding, the housing, the retirement funding, you've done a really good job on those. Now you can actually downshift two or three gears, just work to live. And if you don't touch that retirement account, let it sit there for 20 or 30 years, compounding and time are going to do all the heavy lifting for you.
0: So I, I'm going to be a mini commercial for you for a second, but uh, you hit the nail on the head in that it, this is like, if you're, if you're considering any of these things or you've crossed some of these milestones, it's a good time to go talk to somebody like Justin because a lot of people make assumptions around what they can and can't do because of a financial goal they've set. And it's very possible that, that based on the goals you think you have, you've gotten yourself to the point of more options because you may just need to be in maintenance instead of socking away 8% a month, right? So there, there may be more flexibility there. And a lot of times when somebody comes to me and they say, I want to make a change, we go dreamy and then all of a sudden come down to reality because they're like, I would love to have a, you know, a dog rescue. And I'm like, okay, how much money would you like to invest in that? How hard do you want to work and how much money do you want to make every day? And the reality is like, OK, wait, <laughs> that's way too much of an investment. But the flip side also often happens where people don't realize how well they've done for themselves. And if they're willing to take a really very small calculated risk, uh, they they actually you, you could actually be set up to do something a little bit more different. So you need to know where you stand. And that's the mini commercial. Justin can help you do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think talking to somebody and getting these assumptions and things out of your head uh, and air them out with a kind of a neutral arbiter, whether that's a financial planner or even somebody else who's just savvy on that, can be really valuable. Because I, I see a lot of people get fixated on I need to have X dollars by this date, or I'm not on track, or I'm going to fail my own personal goals. It's great to have goals, but it's also important to revisit them from time uh-huh. to time because they might not be, they, those goals might no longer be serving you. And the other thing to be thinking about too is that let's let's just just do some basic numbers here if you're earning two hundred thousand dollars and you think you can do that for 10 more years but you could shift to a career you love and earn half that a hundred thousand and want to do that for 20 years it's the same amount of net earnings going into the equation uh Uh it actually probably works better that way because you're relying less you know so oh yeah rethink the math
0: it, you have less to lose if, for some reason, it goes belly up. But I, but there is something to be said for the non-financial value you get back in a scenario like that, right? Because of those relationships we all have with money that come from people like our baby boomer parents saying things like "money doesn't grow in trees." We think, well, I can't, I can't make less than two hundred thousand dollars. That would be sacrificing my worth. But if it has a a reason behind it aligned with a goal, and you know why you have the goal, it changes. And I love that you brought this scenario up because I'm going to go the complete opposite for a second. I've got this client who's like in his mid to late 20s and he has these like crazy aggressive goals about saving money. Like I need to make this much money so I can put 40% of it in because my my financial guy says I need to save a million by the time I'm 32. And and I just keep, I keep asking why, right? So you have to also understand why you, and, and it's fine if you have a good reason to want to do that. And and it aligns with the quality of life that you want to have. But that's like where you said that Arbiter can help you suss all that out.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Which is a perfect time to start talking about your career crossroads workbook, which we're going to link this in the show notes at nomoremondays.info, everybody. But uh, it was funny because, you know, I always do a little research and digging and figuring out kind of where generally I want to take a conversation. So far, most of this is off script and it's amazing. So we're doing great. Uh, but I was looking at at Justin's LinkedIn profile, and he had these five questions there that he asks people. and it turns out it's kind of aligned with the with this uh, career crosswords kind of framework he has. And so I it was just a happy accident that I thought it would be a really interesting way to kind of explore further how you approach these kinds of things. Um, so I want to chat through them if you're game.
1: yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Cool.
0: All right. So the first one is this. And and I'm assuming these are either common questions people bring you or things you have to explore kind of, you know, in process to to figure out kind of what goals are and what your options are. But the first one is either a question or a lot of times the fear of can I replace my paycheck and be okay over the long term?
1: Yep. Yeah. And these like you said, these are distilled from hundreds, if not thousands, of conversations and various journeys that I've, you know, walked alongside people, uh, it, it becomes pretty clear with with that, you know, all that experience, knowing what's at the core of, of people's fears and concerns and uncertainty and what's holding them back. And I found it's those five questions you have to have an answer for if you're going to be able to confidently and comfortably take the leap or make the change. Yeah. so you mentioned the first one is how am i going to replace my paycheck uh after i leave wherever i'm at right now that is the number one thing it comes down to cash flow cash flow people say cash is king it's actually cash flow is king um you could have millions of dollars of investments but if you don't have a methodical cash flow coming in every month uh you're not gonna feel secure you're not gonna feel like i'm okay Uh, So you have to find a structure for that, find a way to create that. If you are going to do a career pivot and your earnings are going to be less, you need to find a way to to round out the difference. If you're going to do something entrepreneurial or a, a, a more major pivot, then you need to think even harder about this. Give yourself two years, three years, five years of cash flow runway so that you can give that entrepreneurial venture time to actually come to maturity. Entrepreneurial ventures do not go from zero to 60 overnight. Uh, I'm so glad you brought that into
0: this, this though, because I'm sitting here going every single one of these is exactly the same. It's like moving into retirement must trigger very similar financial uh, fears, assumptions and trigger points that uh, that starting a business does because it's it's very similar rundown you know, am I going to be, am I going to have, am I going to be solvent financially? Health insurance was the next item on the list. Taxes is the third item on the list. Employee, employee resources is another one. And then, and then the fifth one is something I want to dig into, but that whole little set of the first four is totally very, you're, you're right that it's, it's, I want to make a bigger change, whether it's retirement or business, you need, you need runway.
1: Exactly. And then I'm really excited to kind of, dive into those those five key questions and then i think when you, when uh your listeners open up that career crossroads workbook you'll see that before we even get into the the nuts and bolts questions before we even do that we need to figure out where we're aiming where we're going we need to kind of set our compass so before we do that we want to figure out what is your actual vision what are we trying to design here and what are your goals for this next chapter like we talked about The goals you had previously might not uh, be serving you anymore. So we need to get really clear on where we're trying to go. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's kind of your vision. And what are the goals, Uh, not just work goals, not just money goals, but life, hobbies, community, relationships, your health and wellness. You want all have goals for all of those things that are in support of your vision. And then I find when you have a very clear and compelling vision and goals that you feel you are 100% aligned with, then you can start making the hard decisions around cash flow and all the different financial things.
0: Mm. And that's the why piece that I exactly. mentioned earlier that, okay, financial goals are great, but if you don't know why they're your financial goals, you don't know whether you're over, whether you're meeting, exceeding, or under on them. And that's that kind of like, let's take a step back and figure out what we're trying to do here, because then we can put the right mechanisms and frameworks in place to achieve it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you might have been saving so that you could, you know, stop your current job, right, or move away from it. Uh, but your previous model of moving away from that job was full stop retirement. Maybe that's hmm. no longer the case anymore, right? So if that's not what you're trying to fund, you need to have different goals, different approach to it all.
0: So this is this comes into so uh, the so the five questions just so you all know, and then and the f- the fifth one is going to be the springboard into the next kind of topic here. Can I be okay financially? Can I replace my paycheck and be okay? Where am I going to get health insurance if I'm not Medicare eligible? Uh, how can I minimize taxes over my lifetime? Which, by the way, you know how you liked income tax? I think like tax tax risk mitigation is fascinating to me. That's a different topic, but-
1: Don't don't get uh, me started.
0: Exactly. Or, uh, or and do then, if you want to. <laughs> or maybe we should just go there, right? Uh, coordinating employee benefits, equity compensation, social c- security. And then the fifth one is the big overarching question. Are my investments and in financial resources aligned with the life I want? So you've taken the step back. You've gone through the vision, the goals. You know why you have these financial goals What do you do if they're not aligned?
1: That's usually becomes very clear, right? You just have to open up this big puzzle, right? Put all the pieces out on the board and start reassembling it. Generally, you know, with your spouse or partner, you guys need to get on the same page. Um, And again, if you have a very clear vision and goals, a lot of these things that seem really difficult and tricky, uh, they come into focus a lot, a lot more clearly. Do we need to keep doing this? Do we need this savings vehicle? Do we need that, et cetera? It can all become very clear once you have that compelling vision and goal set forward.
0: So let's say, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's say you realize you're under-resourced for mm-hmm. this kind of like, why, what are some small practical things somebody could do to start kind of moving that needle in the right direction?
1: Yeah. So that happens a lot, right? We might not make as much progress as we want. The the easiest thing, or not the easiest thing, but the simplest mechanism is always on the spending side, right? Um, and then if you can get yourself to a point where earnings are going to eke out um, what you're spending, and you can, again, design a life you don't want to retire from, you don't need to be saving a ton. You don't necessarily need to max out the 401k every year and save additional on top if you've pivoted to something that you love doing and never want to stop. So th- think through that kind of again, that's why you have to break down the entire picture uh, so you can get realistic on what do I need to be saving? Uh, maybe we change expectations about uh, the big things, housing, cars, kids, education, stuff like that. But. Um, you, you really just need to put all the cards on the table and, and take a hard look at it. And again, what aligns with my vision and goals for the future? Uh, if if you're envisioning a completely new life, you might need to, you know, in terms of your career, you might need to revisit the assumptions that about, you know, your lifestyle as well.
0: If you want change, something's got to change. And and there's always trade offs, right? And that's a hard conversation I have to have with people especially high earners who come and they're like, I want to do something different and I want to do something I'm more passionate about. I'm like, okay, great. And they're like, but I still want to make $200,000 doing it. I'm like, okay, you just gave yourself one option, what you're currently doing. Like, and that's, a, that's a very blanket, somewhat unfair statement to make. But if you, if you come to the change table with a pair of golden handcuffs, you ain't doing very much for yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I have some friends that kind of call this, you know, the box, right? You're in the box of the career you need, you have the lifestyle, you're accustomed to this amount of earnings, but then you say, I want to get out of the box, but I don't want to get out of the box. You have to choose.
0: Yeah. You theoretically want to come out of the box, but when push comes to shove, what are your priorities? And I think that that is a word I wanted to mention earlier is that, uh, looking at different goals, because my goals now are not the same as when I graduated from college as an engineer 20 years ago, right? And that doesn't mean that's that's wrong or that I have just given up on them. It means that our priorities and our perspectives shift, and in order to put all that in alignment, sometimes you have to make trade-offs and changes. And that's where that knowing the priority of whether you want to stay really want to stay in the box or what you're willing to do to get out of the box is very important to getting this whole picture in place. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and even going through the exercise, even if you don't end up making a change, you can at least change your perspective on the current situation and say, you, We can sometimes fall into that victim mentality of, I'm stuck here. I, I can't get out of this box. If you, again, lay it all out on the table, get really clear on your vision and goals for what you want to do. And then you come back and realize, actually, this is the, I am on the right path. This is the best path. It might not be perfect, but this is the best path for me to be on, you can at least come with a new perspective and understanding. And it kind of validates that, yes, there are other paths. This is the right one. There are things about it I don't like. There always are gonna be. Nothing's Um, perfect. Exactly. Uh, But that just perspective shift um, that maybe the grass isn't greener can be very valuable too. Again, I think we're both pounding the same drum here, which is- Totally. Stop, take stock, create a plan. A career plan a financial plan a general kind of life plan uh that you're getting really clear and synced up
0: it's it's such a great message and even though we came into this as this idea of like the the financial angle of being at a crossroads ultimately you can't navigate a crossroads and unless you do kind of get the lay of the land right you got to have a map if you want to know which way to turn and I and I really enjoy your perspective on that. That fi- like financial health doesn't exist in a vacuum.
1: Yeah, and actually, the you know the monies, the money and the numbers and the the spreadsheets. That stuff's relatively straightforward. It's figuring out what you actually want. That's a lot trickier, right? Your Excel spreadsheet yes, is not going to spit that out for you. <laughs>
0: This has been I love this because this was a lot more like bigger picture, I would say, life planning as a function of finance or finance as a function of life planning than just, hey, save three months so that you have an emergency account. Right. This is like, I would say, more systemic. And this is really very aligned with kind of how I approach people exploring career changes. Uh, So this is there's a lot of synergy between us, including to come back to your career crossroads workbook. I want you to tell everybody more about it and how they find it.
1: Yeah, so the best way to get a hold of it is it'll be in the show notes. Uh, the best way to find that and get in touch with me, with me if you want is on LinkedIn. I'm Justin D as in David Smith uh, and I'm with Savant Wealth Management. So I'm out of Phoenix, Arizona and on there in my featured sections, the, that Career Crossroads workbook. I've been um, for a number of years working with outplacement firms. So a, a certain segment of the HR world right? Where now I know where your
0: perspective comes from. Okay, that's where the insight is. Okay, cool.
1: So I've helped, you know, so many people that are forced into the career crossroads, helping them, you know, sort out, make a plan, determine where they want to go next. Because typically, the folks I was working with, in that context, they were uh, late career, generally in their 50s. And they had some really tough decisions, which was, Do I try to go back to that old job I was in uh, that I just got let go from? There's definitely some doubt about, can I get back to that position? Do I want to go back to that position? And on the flip side, um, maybe they weren't ready yet, either financially or, you know, psychologically ready yet for the big R retirement. So they're in this no man's land. Exactly the right uh, word, too. they, They needed the time and space and the structure to really explore that. So um, I think I think having the process that that stemmed from the people that were foisted into that can help give a lot of clarity for the people who are voluntarily um, walking towards that crossroads. Um, so again, that's all on, on my LinkedIn page. The Career Crossroads Workbook has exercises to get clear on your vision, your goals, and then just start. touch it, touches the surface on those five key financial areas. Cash flow, health insurance, taxes, retirement accounts and benefits, and then investments. Um, all that stuff is very personalized, so we don't go super in-depth, but at least gives you some things to get started thinking through and working on. Um, and I designed it to be something you could do in an hour or two, on a Saturday afternoon, uh, it's not a big heavy lift. You don't need to get the spreadsheet and the bank statements out or anything like that. It's really more conceptual. And again, like we've been uh, harping on this a lot, if if you get really clear with where you want to go, what your vision is, what your goals are, the the seemingly really complex financial things can can get a lot more clear, come a lot more into focus. Um, and again, if if it is tricky there are plenty of professionals out there that can help as well.
0: And you're hearing from one. And I love what you just said is, that, is how easy the workbook is to get through. And I I actually think it's a it's a counterpart that we need because anytime somebody feels frustrated by finances, the, the inclination is usually go to the bank account, where's the money going? And we get into the spreadsheet instead of looking at the bigger picture of what we want the spreadsheet to do for us. And it, that's exactly the framework that you have. So I hope all of you will- uh, check it out. And Justin and I are about to be connected on LinkedIn. It's pending, sitting over there for you. So it'll be really easy to find him. And he does give a bunch of great advice there. Um, so definitely follow along with him. Cool. So this has been a great conversation. I've I've really, really enjoyed this. And even just individual like personally, feel like I've got some good takeaways.
1: Excellent. Well, I really appreciated the time today. This is so much fun. Uh, always excited to get to talk about this stuff.
0: I know this was a great conversation. And I really, uh, I really enjoy talking about it with somebody who also looks at it from that kind of career crossroads life planning perspective. So this was an excellent conversation. Lots of great wisdom here, everybody. So I hope that you took some notes, give it a listen, and call your CPA. Just kidding. And for all of you, and and a reminder, you've got this workbook. It's only going to take a couple hours. I'm going to encourage you to go to nomormondays.info. Grab it in the show notes. And while you're at it, head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star rating because it's a huge help as people like Justin and I continue these conversations. And again, if you want to leave us comments, feedback, guest suggestions, or grab the show notes and resources from today's episode, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. And I will hear you on the airwaves again next week on another episode of No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your life and career. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info to get all the details, show notes, and recommendation from this episode. No More Mondays. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Careerbenders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit us online at careerbenders.com.